Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Listeners to this podcast will also get a 10% discount with Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. Grab a pen and listen up for your exclusive promo code. Uh, one, two, three. 9, 10, 11, 12 15, 1, 9 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Pete's here. Yeah, yeah, I'm Luke's here. Flavour. And right. Jim's here. Good evening. Damn right <laughs> it is, Jimmy. Damn right. My goodness, what a ramble we've got for your ears coming at you. Um, uh, Bloody Nora. Bloody, Bloody Nora. Nora, eh? Is she here? Timmy Krull. Yes. Mm. Krullo. 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 Hey, Pete Donaldson's barmy army. Pete, you perked up on the text message when that happened. <laughs> yeah, you were really <laughs> from nowhere. I was watching the match, I, I wasn't checking my phone, and I didn't realise I had 17 messages going, <laughs> this is Pete's time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Pete's time. You have an influence on the game, even the opposite. <laughs> but you, you were a little torn when he came off his line, though. I was a little bit, for the first penalty, yeah, I was. He was being a horrendous shit. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> Proper sledging. Oh. Are we getting get straight into this now? Are we getting straight into this now? There's no opening question, we're just straight in. Straight in. Straight in with Crully. Let's Go, what was your favourite moment involving Tim Krull? <laughs> Netherlands nil, Costa Rica nil. Netherlands win four three on pens. Another nil niller. Mm. Mm. The nil niller in Manila. Not Manila. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Krull was the hero who would have thunk it. Amazing, like yeah. a, re- a real proper World Cup moment, I think. But it is amazing how Van Aal looked at his goalkeepers there, and it looks essentially like he's picked him for the sledging and just judged out of the three of them which is the biggest prick. <laughs> <laughs> Gone with cruel. <laughs> oh, it's, it's me, isn't it? But no, but apart from me, yeah, it's that keeper there. Yeah, I, 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 give me I, my gloves. I couldn't, <laughs> Louis. You can't. Yeah. I just couldn't remember him serving a penalty ever. I think he did one against two and twenty. Was a stat guy in, right? in, in the Premier League? Two and twenty. The reason why Van Hal. I've seen him take him. a couple, like for like the because yeah, and for the youth team. They, they did. They did quite well in some competition, and he, mm, and, so he, t- and, he and he took a couple and uh, saved a couple as well. Indeed. Well, yeah. As Jim says in the Premier League, two and twenty is his record. Because I suddenly thought, oh, he's Tim Cruel, penalty expert. And then I thought, well, or but hasn't he expert. been training and focusing on it in the in the training session? He has, but well, the look, remain. Look. Look how close he got to every single one. That's yeah. right. But he, the di- main he, dived, he judged exactly where, where they were. The he just missed a couple. Main logic behind Louis Van Gaal's decision was Cruel's mm. reach. Mm. That was it. Yeah, I thought he also did it to get in Costa Rica's heads as well. Yeah, which I think worked because the penalties he saved they were bad penalties as much as they were, you know. Well, they weren't the that last, bad. The last one wasn't a good. Bad bad he had to be at full stretch no, for the last uh, one. Yeah, one-handed save. These uh, weren't like be bearing in mind how tall he is. Yeah, they weren't like the Chilean penalties where Cesar was saving him with his knees and stuff. I, yeah. don't, I don't think they were as. Uh, uh, 
they weren't exactly rockets, you know. I think. Well, no, but they were still placed. Shall we talk about another notch in the wing column for my famous penalty algorithm, <laughs> which seems to change depending on what's no. just happened? And yeah. isn't, and isn't that, famous? Isn't no. Well, and it's just given you a positive majority. If it's black in one this time, tournament, it's bound to be red the next. I'll address your concerns at the end of this. No, they're not concerns; they're facts. It's, essentially, I said the penalty algorithm stands <laughs> above all other algorithms. And you go, <laughs> you go, experienced, most experienced team at that level, the most technically proficient team at that level, and mm. the least tired. Netherlands, all the way. I called it beforehand. Netherlands won it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Forget Van Hal and Krul and all this other stuff. Just use the algorithm. Yeah, well, use the algorithm. <laughs> rely on the algorithm. Van Hal, rely on it. Rely yeah. algorithm. Lean on Luke. You might need it for the semi, Van Hal. I'm here yeah. if you need me. Well, uh, it was interesting. So, so, just to clarify, it's that the best teams tend to win. No. <laughs> no, there's three, thi- there's three things. Yeah. There's three things. Yeah. There's yeah. the least tired, the technically, most technically proficient, and the most experienced. What's the most experienced team might not be the best team. How do you know at least tired? How does that work? Well, you just make yeah, a judgment just, call. Yeah, you're <laughs> just guessing. The <laughs> algorithm is there to be interpreted. You, right, you, you've okay. got to apply, apply it as you see fit. So surely it, that That's not an makes algorithm, it null and it? void yeah. entirely. That's not an algorithm. Marcus, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Charlatan Luke Moore there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I do know what you mean, Luke, and I do kind of agree with you, but not to the spectacular levels in which you'd like <laughs> It's all right. It's my it's my algorithm. I'm going to be the most confident about it. Aren't I? <laughs> well, I think some of the algorithms will may be, be false. false yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, it was it was it was quite a remarkable move. But we've seen this a few times before in the game where, where play, uh, managers have brought on on keepers. Um, I've got a couple of examples for you. Greuther Firth in Germany uh, tried to do a similar thing in the German Cup semi-final against Borussia Dortmund. Although I think it's safe to say it didn't... Well, it's not safe to say it didn't uh, come round to that because in the last... He was brought on like the 119th minute and in injury time, Gundogan... Um, oh, Gundogan, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it hit one. It, and the, like it wasn't the keeper's error, but it hit the post. It hit the back of the sub-keeper and went into... Actually, oh. it will go down as the sub-keeper's got their own goal. <laughs> also, yeah. as well, like... this. The game was only continuing because of the thirty seconds added on to bring on the <laughs> subkeeper. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. You don't know. Well, they could have like been the dying. Well, no, no, because there could have been a foul. It could have been injury. <laughs> been injury it's still time. funny. Yeah. What I remember is uh, when uh, Leicester City brought on Zaliko Kalac. That's right. They didn't actually need the penalties because they scored, didn't they? Steve Claridge. Claridge scored. Yeah. Steve Claridge. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was the famous England example as well. Where I'm not sure if that's true. Really? Real. Right. I'm what, not the, sure. Because I actually sat next to, to, to Dave Shall Bessie. we say what it is first, just for people yeah, who don't know? Which is apparently in the in Italian 90, before the penalty shootout against Germany in the semi-final, or West Germany, um, Bobby Robertson had planned to bring on Dave Besant just for penalties, but had accidentally put Chris Woods on the bench instead. It's because you couldn't have the whole squad to choose yeah, from back yeah, then. You had yeah. to name your team, and then the other players who weren't named in the squad for the day mm. would always mm. sit out. Right. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not sure. It's what did Besson say to you when you spoke well, to him? As poor as it sounds, I can't quite. I, I don't think he he answered it as clear as you might like. But I think he was kind of like, no, no, no. It's not quite what what people say. Was right, really, okay. it was a brief chat, obviously, but that was pretty Spit much. Spit it out, Dave. I know, Dave. What are you? So I'm sitting on the fence, Besant. Yeah, yeah. it's your <laughs> Stop life. Stop being so pleasant, Besant. <laughs> but but I, th- I think that um, Robson did say it occurred to him to do that, but I think that was before the game. And actually, if you're going to go into a semi-final, and like you say, you can only take one keeper, if something happens to your goalkeeper you know, in, in the 120 minutes, and it's your third keeper rather than your second keeper, that's a big gamble as well, mm. back mm. in those days. Yeah. I, heard, I heard that he tried to bring on Carcart. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> How old he would have been, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it would have been a strange one. But yeah, um, Krull said that um, 
when he was trying to psych out slash be an idiot and disrespectful to, to the Costa Rica oh, penalty Oh, that, forget it. Jesus Christ, it's a whole bloody... It's, it's a massive kind of um, emotional rollercoaster that he's taking Sticking up penalties. for Timmy Kay. Well, I would do that. I genuinely would do that if it was any penalty. If it was any... Uh, was he booked? I wouldn't mind uh, it if Joe Hart did it. Well, Joe Hart was well, trying to do it against Italy yeah, in the Euros. Yeah, Joe tried to do it before. It's in the bullshit. Euros. Like, you know, it's the same as uh, Luke was saying before, before the Ramble. You know, it's the same as the stuttering penalty. That's, you're not really And Navas, the Costa Rican keeper, was doing it a little bit as well to the Dutch It's players. the same coming off your line. It's the same doing wobbly legs like Grobbola, you know. It's, it's bullshit. I've, I mean, see, it's, I've, it's seen, um, I've never seen the Dutch be so sort of determined and focused. In a yeah, well, what Krul was before. saying... I'm surprised Krul and RVP didn't have a bit of a squabble. Oh, yeah. they, they've always, they've always uh, hated each other. Krul was saying to the Costa Rican players, he kept saying to them, I know where you're going to put it. I don't know whether they would he have did understood. though yeah <laughs> but I don't know whether they would have spoken the same language so but I think I think I know I he managed to get his point across mm. well clearly yeah. by saving them and going apparently through. he did that with Frank Lampard once and it worked but Frank mm. Lampard always puts it in the same place though yeah generally yeah. Down he's the a higher the organism keepers, yeah. for brain wise but I think we should clearly. talk about the game itself because um, actually if you're going to give Van Hal credit for bringing Tim Krul on and I don't really see why it's a huge I mean obviously it's out of the ordinary we don't see it very often so that's why people talk about it I don't want to be contrary for the sake of it but so it's you, quite a game. you see players bring you see managers bring players on the head of penalties to take a penalty mm. so it's not hugely different no. and I don't I don't buy the thing that Sillison would be upset about it because he seemed to be well into it absolutely and he will start the game they will start the semi so yeah. I mean I don't mm. see why he's got a problem it'd be interesting off Sillison in a way it, it, was in, it was interesting that he didn't tell Sillison that he was going to do it did he not okay. no he did because he didn't want Sillison to, to have a problem with it or you know let yeah. his let his um, you know the way that he played the game change any well it's and also moving. if he's used his subs Mm. Sillison's thinking, oh, well, I'm second choice penalty stopping keeper, if you know what I mean. So it makes perfect sense not to tell him. It'd be interesting to see if the semi final goes to penalties again. Never does be Argentina. But, but I was, uh, well, I was just going to quickly finish up by saying if Van Hal wants to take all the credit for that, which you know, I'm not sure he does or not, but people seem to be giving him credit. Why don't have a guy in for not being able to break down a really limited Costa Rica side mm. of 120 They minutes. worked really, really hard, though, Costa Rica. Finishing was poor, though. Right? So the finishing was poor. And again, the game, the first half was, was fairly good, but the second half just sort of, it got a, got a bit listless again. But then, once again, it just absolutely came to life in extra time. This World Cup has got to the point where it's so good, we don't even really need goals anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Goals I But it, it, at no point did, did um, the Dutch kind of go, right, we're going to really grab this game by the scruff of the neck, really no. go at the players. And they just didn't seem to do that at no. any point. And this Robin aside, but then I guess he's always—he's just fast, isn't he? So well, they just like thought, well, exactly, well, we'll compared score, to Costa we'll Rica's kind of pace, I, I don't think—I I think the Dutch could have had them beaten three or four nil. But they I, hit, I don't know they—they they hit they the woodwork a few yeah. times, didn't they? Yeah. And it was a really good clearance sort of off the line that went off. That was crazy. Yeah, that was insane. I can't believe that. That was like a force field around the goal. It was like it was not going in. It was just a destiny for penalty. But again, it was—it was a case of one of the big sides not being clinical in front of goal. I don't think they were necessarily wasteful. The Dutch, like we said, perhaps about the Germans against Algeria. Or the Belgians against USA. Or the Belgians, indeed. But uh, Van Persie missed a good chance in the first half. He should, you know, he he doesn't need little old me to point out that he might have scored that. But he, if he puts that away, then yeah. it's 1-0 and Costa Rica are chasing the game. They have to come out. Yeah. Totally different thing. And that's where that's why it's surprising that a player of his quality in such a game, that um, that he's not taken that chance that he should take. Yeah. And, and and again, we could be talking about a totally different outcome. But I mean, that's the beauty of football. Of as, as we've said about the Dutch already, and a lot of people have said about the strong start. start perhaps they peaked early uh, against you know with, with Mexico. They don't look as though they no, have. they don't. With with, with Mexico and mm. Costa Rica, I mean, obviously you've got to include Spain, but this is the first real sort of absolute top 
world-class test they're going to face now playing Argentina, and I wonder if that will be too. Well, no, it's Spain and Chile, of course. Yeah, I, but the Chile was a, in the group. The Chile was a th- weird thing. Like, they didn't play a full-strength team, and once Chile conceded a goal, mm. they didn't. Re- they were just like, right, we're going to take on Brazil then. And they didn't really push and push. Mm. They're a good team, of course they are. Mm. And the Spain thing was a bit of an odd one. I mean, yeah. you can't take anything Casillas away. Casillas had a lot to do with it. True. I think Van Hal's been probably the. The fle- most flexible manager of the tournament because he changed it around again against Costa Rica, didn't yeah. he? Completely changed it around compared to the game before, where he adapted uh, during the game against Mexico. I think he de- he definitely deserves um, some accolades for that. Well, he started with a back three again. Yeah, this doesn't seem to work so much. But then that could be the because. Again, the Dutch are on the front foot against Costa Rica. Yeah. Against I mean, Mexico, they if, were a little bit as well. If they do put those chances away, we'd be saying that it had worked. Well, they this- never looked like conceding. Mm. Yeah, well, they didn't. Well, right until the bloody end, yeah, when well, uh, Arania had a chance, and, and should he have had a penalty? Maybe. I mean, a lot I thought, of people I were talking that, about that. I like it was a stonewall. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've seen those things being given. It's, yeah, it was those a bit penalty uh, things. It was a fifty-fifty. That. Yeah, exactly. I think it was a nailed-on one. I think concrete Ron would have been relieved. That, uh, mm. That's but what they call Ron Vlaar in Holland. He is tough. I think that I think the referees have sort of proved in the, the games, certainly in this round. Anyway, they're not willing to dish out yellows or reds that. or give penalties. Yeah, I thought I thought <laughs> the refereeing was poor in that game. We'll again. talk about the refereeing in the Brazil game specifically. Yeah, because there's a wider yeah. context. We didn't have a referee in this match. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the, refer- well, the wider the wider context of the referee. Mm. Yeah, he was way. Yeah, we I mean, know he was yeah. way too lenient. But the, the referee again in the in the uh, Netherlands Costa Rica game was. Mm. Was, was I thought was very unduly and there was a guy who was he booked, got booked quite early on I forget who it was now Costa Rican left back maybe um, forgive me I forget exactly who it was but he had maybe two possibly three booking, bookable offences after that and wasn't sent off and it was like well, that's right yeah I understand that you want to keep it as a spectacle you want to keep the game flowing and stuff and it's a difficult job blah 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 all those things we always say which is true there's a really, level of integrity you've that got to, to send him off now it's, yeah, it's getting silly mm-hmm. well this is you know, people have a go at Robin for diving and all that kind of stuff, but he was upended a few times yeah. and is not getting these... It's a funny one, though, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, do, do defenders look at Robin and think, well, I'm going to get a free one here? Especially in the conditions well, uh, with you, the way the refereeing has been. But we talked about this before. Ultimately, if you dive too much, it becomes detrimental to your game because you, you don't get decisions. So you, there is a fine line to be trodden. The ideal way to treat that as an attacking player, if you were going to be ultimately cynical, you would say, dive sometimes but not too much to get a reputation for it because if you do that it's not beyond the realms of possibility I'm sure we'll all agree Mm. in the semi-final Robin can get a nailed on penalty and not given it because people will go wow he's a diver Mm. are you saying that teams should perhaps practice diving to make it look more realistic <laughs> no, I'm so we stop should, noticing it I'm saying that someone like Robin should limit himself to maybe a dive or two when it really matters but, what, what but it's I, too late for him now because he's got a huge reputation for it, it happened yeah. with Bale do you remember we talked yeah, about it in the context of Bale a couple of seasons ago yeah you, and I, I agree with all you've said there but um, when and he's kind of lost that a little bit though but when you say Robin should only dive when it really matters or whatever I don't I know mean you, Robin I, I, mean, I mean just players in general well Robin's only I mean he said he dived in the Mexico game and then not for the penalty Again, the penalty is is a bit of a strange one, but he hasn't dived that much compared to what he normally does in the Champions League. But I'm well, being the focus I'm, is on it, isn't it? So he's obviously. I'm being facetious. Right I, I don't think players should dive at all. But what I am saying is, there clearly comes a critical mass or a point, a tipping point, where if a player becomes outwardly known, even, Aaron Robin has got a reputation for diving which almost transcends the sport. People who don't even like football yeah. will, have, will have caught Robin during the World Cup because they'll see some World Cup football and know he's a diver because they've read about it or seen it. At that point, it becomes detrimental to his game because, as you guys just alluded to, there will be a big decision to be made by a referee at some point, probably in this tournament with two games left if Holland get through to the final, and he may not be given it, and, and it will and, be because he's a diver. And defenders know that they can kick him and kind of get away with it, exactly, to be honest, because so, he, he, if he 
goes down, he's kind of labelled as a diver. So are they looking at chances where they don't even necessarily need to do it, where they think, <laughs> I can just knock him over? <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, Costa Rica, they've had an uh, absolutely wonderful World Cup. They have. And They're not conceding many goals, but they've them. Two goals in the tournament. One was a penalty in the first half against Uruguay, and obviously the late one against Greece when they were down to... Ten men. England's um, result against them looks better and better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, Navas is is on for the Golden Glove, isn't he? They were talking about yeah. this on I forget which BBC or ITV, probably both, on the quality of uh, the goalkeeping mm, at the yeah. World Cup. Neuer would be the, the standout over him, I think. But it will be those two yeah, vying for it. I'm not sure. I mean, Neuer's made some some good saves, but, but it was Neuer's only that just sweeping been a sweeper as well. Well, exa- yeah, but it's just been the sweeping performance. No, he's, really, no, he's made some great saves. It's hard. Well. To, it's hard to Has know. It? It's hard to when. Uh, in the last game, it's just that so, you shall not pass. I will just fist you away. True, he's, he's done, that's one he's notable. Done more than... I, I don't remember him doing much more than that. Much you more than you'd expect him to do. The only thing we're comparing here is the fact they both play the same position. It's, it's, it's like comparing Julian Speroni for Crystal Palace against David De Gea. No, no also, yeah, also, but also, the, only the one of them can win thing, the award. The sweeping thing should not be overlooked because the, he he kept them in the game there repeatedly. Yeah, true. But what I'm saying is that Costa Rica have have um, kept what? How many? Four, four, no, three clean sheets in, uh, you know, on their way to the court. Phone's off. It's not my phone. Um, not mine. Neither is it mine. Not this time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, is it? <laughs> it's it's phone. Someone's left a phone in there. And, um, yeah, uh, they're planting phones. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I, I just think Navas has had a, a, an amazing tournament against a, a back line, which is pretty inexperienced when it comes to. Mm-hmm. No, he's had a great tournament. Was like, if no one wins the Golden Glove, I'm not going to be starting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Yeah. Oh, it should be Neuer over mm. over Navas, but I just think he'll be the one he'll be vying with. Yeah. The, the, the point is that like you, you have a different t- you have a different job to do if you're a goalkeeper for Germany. You leave Costa Rica. Yeah. Like I say, it's like the Spironi against the top Premier League keeper. The top Premier League keeper, like Van der Sar and his pomp, is all about concentration and doing the Neuer's type things. So the Germany are going to have a lot of the ball. They're probably going to. He's not going to have that many saves to make. You wouldn't have thought. I mean, maybe as we get deeper into the competition, he may have more to make. But Navas is making save after save after save. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Like Tim Howard was. That's mm. sort of like a, a lower Premier League type keeper who has a lot of attention. Mm. It depends what you value more, doesn't it? Mm. It, 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 I mean, I Navas value is, love. The, the ones that <laughs> the ones that Navas and Howard have done are obviously more eye-catching, aren't they? Yeah. But look at Mexico. Who they faced a couple of torrents as well. Yeah, Ochoa was good. Yeah, there's been a lot of good goalkeepers, which was your original yeah. point. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, I, I can remember one year in Scotland when Rangers won the treble. And Andy Gorham was voted their best player of the yeah, okay. year. So, so sometimes it's not the always yeah. the, the obvious. Okay. Um, but he's been very good, Navas, anyway. I mean, he's yeah. been fantastic. I mean, a lot of people, myself included, I think he plays for Levant, does he? Levante? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've not seen him play an awful lot. Yeah, I've not seen him play an awful lot. It was great to see him. Mm. Yeah, well, well done, uh, well done, chaps. And, and the Costa Rica thing was that they essentially, I like the fact that they worked and worked and worked, and of course they were going to do that, but because almost. Getting to the quarterfinal for them when they were given the group that they were given would have been like cloud cuckoo land, really. Yeah. Mm. Especially, I mean, we all we're all like, well, we don't think they're going to get through or whatever. Mm. <coughs> Some people were calling them whipping boys, weren't they? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's interesting. You look back on England's um, England's group, and it was arguably a group of death with the surprise package in it. So you know, <laughs> that was lucky for us. It makes it makes England's result against them look all right, <laughs> yeah. although yeah. they'd already qualified. To be fair. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Netherlands will play Argentina, of course, in the semi-final. Looking forward to that one. Um, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to all of them. Of course, there's only four left. Of course, you are. Well, Argentina they beat Belgium one 0 Higuain scored the only goal early on. Great fin, great fin, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and Argentina really sort of played the rest of the game quite cleverly after that. They, without being, well, it's not disrespectful at all. You, you, you 
there's many ways to win a football match, but they kind of just sort of saw the game out, really, from then on in. From, like, 20 minutes in. Yeah. Just saw it. <laughs> but Belgium didn't offer a lot for me. No. They, they looked really disorganised. I was really disappointed really... with them. Yeah. Mm. Do you not think that their campaign this time round, the talk of the golden generation, is slightly, in some respects, reminiscent of England's, say, 2006 campaign yeah. with the golden generation, in the sense of England um, had a fairly straightforward group in that tournament, and they, they, they didn't really sort of blast their way through. They, mm. they kind of... Yeah, they, they, they did enough. They didn't really um, inspire. Then they kind of got a bit of a sloppy win over Ecuador and then went through, and then against Portugal, they, they came unstuck on penalties. And Belgium, again, in the group, they didn't set the world on fire, far from it. And people said, well, hang on, let's see, let's see. Against um, the US, again, they, they didn't take their chances mm. and, and ended, as the game finished, they were quite relieved to go through. And then again, they just went out with a whimper, yeah. really, against Argentina. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, even maybe even two years ago, you would have thought that getting to a quarter-final would be absolutely brilliant and really punching above their weight. But because there's been no, so much... Sure. Jim. But I, I mean, all right. Even not that long ago, you would go back and think that. But now the hype has been such that then mm. getting to a quarterfinal seems like a massive disappointment. This is Belgium we're talking about. However, not... they did it. They still managed to get far in the World Cup. Yeah, no, I understand that. But it's not so much. Um, well, they've got to the quarterfinal. Come on, you know, I, I do understand that. But they've got to the quarterfinal like England did in 2006 by not impressing at all throughout the tournament. And if they would have given a, a tougher group and a tougher run it would be interesting to say no I just I, I mean I take I completely agree understand what you're saying but I think if they had been given a tougher group they had gone out I, I just think I just Belgium would have gone out yeah, yeah. I, I just think yeah. that if you know first of all the, the talk of the, and I don't know what it is if it's just English football or whatever or English media coverage but the talk of a golden generation don't mean shit yeah. it don't mean shit because I'll tell you what doesn't mean anything it's because we, are, we, we always apply it in the future we, yeah, we yeah. apply it before it's even happened we apply Belgium's golden generation the same way we apply this England golden generation in quotes same way I applied the Portuguese Portugal, golden generation uh, yeah. before the Euros when they got beat in the final by Greece none of those golden generations in quote won anything mm. Yeah, and it doesn't also, mean anything. It, it forgets the human side of football, which is that circumstances change. Yeah. Players won't develop as you expect them to, and things will happen that, around football teams that mean you can't look at an eleven one year and expect them to still be there and be like however many times as good in four years. It just doesn't. Mm. People it's, don't work. It's like also that. about expectations. It also seems to be regularly applied to teams who don't ever win anything. You don't yeah. see <laughs> yeah. Germany. Germany have got loads of good players. You don't call that, hear them calling it a golden generation. You can't feasibly call a German team a golden oh, generation. I was about because to they won so much stuff. Record, yeah. But I was going to say. The Belgian thing against Argentina specifically, first two or three minutes aside where they came out the blocks quite quickly, their tempo was just poor. Mm. I, I, I firmly believe, actually, that um, their manager is, is the biggest problem. He's not very experienced. He's not, not adventurous. He's, fa- he's, fa- well, he's failed in every aspect. Apart from the fact that he's qualified and got them there, he's failed in every aspect. He's not got the best out of Hazard, who's probably their best player. He's not picked the right midfield balance in the, t- in the games mm. that mattered. He's not going to play any sort of tempo. Never settled on the team. No, he doesn't. I, I I don't think he knows what his no, best team is. No. And, and, and for example, the, the, he saw how Belgium performed against the USA. Um, we touched on it a little bit, but just, just to recap quickly, he played Fellaini and Witzel in there, right? Fellaini's mm-hmm. not suited to that role anyway. Fellaini was drifting out almost to the right wing. I've never seen, I've, the, the, the few games that I've seen, well, all the games I've seen of Fellaini play this uh, this World Cup, I've never seen a big ticket player look so aimless and so yeah. lost. Agree. He, like, he'd never been on a football yeah. pitch. But he, he looked like so. he didn't know what his role was, and that <laughs> might genuinely be the but problem. Not, but not only that, 
Wilmot repeatedly overlooked the opportunity to change it, mm. didn't change it, mm. waited till they were dead on their feet against yeah. USA, still didn't change it, took mm. off Hazard uh, instead, which was crazy. Then against Argentina. Did he take off Hazard? He took off Hazard late on, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. He did against Argentina. Yeah, for, Naz- for, for Chadley, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, he didn't play Stephen DeFore in there, who is actually, I mean, regardless of what you think of Stephen DeFore, I think when I've seen him play for Porto, he's been a good player. Of course, he got sent off earlier in the tournament, has been suspended. He's now back. Mm-hmm. He's at least a specialist defensive midfield. Yeah. He's got to play in there with Witzel. Mm. And then you could bring Fellaini on late on the same way he brings Lukaku on, much further forward. Well, they needed something. They needed a bit of thrust. Dembele was there, was he not? Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, to play. He could play there. I think, he's, I think he is nursing a minor injury, but he, he was in the squad but for I sure. Just, but it got to the point where I just thought, and again, in, in, in tournament football, you do what you have to to win a bleeding football match. I just thought, stick um, Fellaini just behind the front man and loft it up to him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it got to the point where I was crying out for a long ball up to the big man. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, the, the, the manager, in my view, it just was not working. They were never going to score. He's not got them. Absolutely right. And I think the manager takes the blame purely because okay, the players have got to apply themselves. I'm not sure you could say definitively this is the case, but you could certainly make a reasonable argument that if if they pick the best eleven, Belgium have got one of the best teams in the tournament, yeah. if not the mm-hmm. best team in the tournament. And the, in terms of They've individual, balance, absolutely right. And so, why has he not gone playing any sort of tempo? They've gone down one 0 in a knockout game very early on to a t- to a slightly tired team. You've got who's, squeeze- who's one of their best players was taken off and will probably miss the rest of the World Cup he will. injury. He will, yeah. You've got to squeeze yeah. the tempo. You've got to move the ball quicker. Mm. You've got to drag them around. Uh, when you get deeper into a tournament, and it's the case of Argentina as well, they have Di Maria's gone. Um, one or two other players were missing the goalkeeper's not played a lot of football this season you've got to exploit their weaknesses and the way you do yeah. that if you're Belgium is by moving the ball quicker mm. and if you've got someone who's ponderous like Fellaini in there who Pete just says is right just drifts around doesn't really offer anything uh, he looks like um, he looks exactly like a player who's played uh, in a different position and been asked to do a job somewhere yeah. and he's got no idea what's happening mm. I, 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 I feel a bit sorry for Fellaini because he's a good player he is, no, he is a good player in his yeah. right position and when he's motivated and yeah. fully fit and all that other stuff. It, it's funny because when you play, like, if you move from playing centre-back where you're used to having all the ball in front of you, so you have, you're, you're essentially playing 180-degree football, mm. you see all the play in front of you all the time, and then when you're running back towards your own goal, you're only really concentrating on the 180 degrees in front of you there as well. You move into midfield, it's 360. Yeah. He mm. looks like he's lost doing that. Mm. He looks like he's, he's much used to playing further up front with his back to goal where he can see the game in front of him and he knows what to do, mm. and he can get on the end of crosses. And in his defence, with some set pieces and some corners, I mean, he scored a goal didn't he with his head he, he's got on the yep. end of a, of a few here and there he's not suited to play there and, and Vilmos has got to take the responsibility for picking an unbalanced uh, poorly tempoed team yep. and making appalling substitutions You're I can right. only think of that diamond header that was you know th- their only the chance right? yeah, mm-hmm. the, 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 the well Vitsu had one late on didn't he that he right, plays yeah, over yeah. But, uh, but again that's a, an effort from outside the edge of the box he's an know. inconsistent player as well Vitsu yeah, I mean I, it, it, you're absolutely right when, when you're talking about the balance of the side and the, the tempo of the side. I mean, it's, more, it's more annoying that they just managed to allow Argentina to sleepwalk. Yep. And, yeah. and, and they didn't retest really Argentina. And I think that might cost Argentina in the future. You know what I mean? With well, yeah, next, I think, within possible next two matches. Yeah. It, they haven't been tested You're really right. this, this um, competition. But actually, that's true of the Dutch as well. So that's mm. going to level that game up in theory. Well, no, but the Dutch, have, no, but the Dutch have, a, have had a side that have attacked them in, <clears> in the form of Chile. And, well, and, yeah, and Spain, again, went, Spain went ahead against them. Yeah, I would say the Dutch are more equipped going into that game, going on on the the you know recent history of this. It was, really, it was really this big. It was really big for Higuain to score because he's not mm. scored for ages, mm-hmm. and he looked, yeah, he looked uh, a different player. When he should he have probably had another. Yeah, one. He, yeah, he looked like he looked like Messi's looked in the other games in that he was basically just 
carrying the sort of the physical burden of just getting stuck in and trying to make stuff happen at absolutely every opportunity. It was good to see him playing with some confidence. It was it was very important that good, someone else again big in the next game. If someone else like they did got the goal, well they did they did sort of concentrate on Messi and just basically kick him for. Yeah. Us. <laughs> oh was, God, well, Messi Messi's work in the build up to the goal was phenomenal. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things that will you know that will be replayed over and over again. He missed the one on one Messi. He did I, I very won- late on that. Yeah. I wonder where well, Courtois got his number. People are saying, aren't they? He hasn't scored mm. past him. See Courtois a nice sort of celebration when he. Yeah. Yeah, when he saved it. I wonder whether to give Belgium a little bit more credit, maybe whether they're so they're too scared to move it at a tempo and to attack because of Messi because they're scared he's going what he's going to do. Something. That, that ball Messi yeah, played but through, but they've done that amazing part. And, and Strachan again was saying that uh, when Scotland played Belgium in the group, he said that that's the way Belgium sort of tend to play. They're quite ponderous. They go mm. forward to try and work things out. And when you're playing in the qualification, you're playing against the teams like Scotland, you know, you can do that and then you can sort of pick them off. When it comes to um, Argentina, I mean, look, one thing that people were saying is it's crazy how fancied Belgium are for this tournament because of their lack of tournament experience. Mm. And I think this has just come to fruition, hasn't it? That, yeah. that, um, when do you it, think in four years' time that's going to be there? Or even two years' time? Well, that's the kind of chat that... Two we, years' <laughs> time is uh, this will be invaluable to them. Well, it, yeah, but this is the kind of chat, isn't it, when we talk about golden generations, oh, it's in for the future yeah. and all. Yeah, I, th- I think the experience probably will help them, but w- what that means in two years, four years, who knows? Mm. But 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 the, 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 the experience is when you think, right, it's, it's 25 minutes to go. Nothing is happening for us. We're not knocking on the door. We're not looking likely. Nothing is happening. And that goes for the manager. You need to change it up yep. or they need to have a bit of urgency. There was no urgency until about four minutes to go. And well, you, yeah, you're I've, playing against canny operators. Exactly. Like Zabaleta, Di Michaelis. I just seen them heavyweights. They're full of teams, mm. full, of, full of players. I mean, of course, they haven't reached a semi in the World Cup since 1990. 1990. Yeah, so, yeah. It's crazy it thinking of the players and managers they've produced. But they're, but they're, they're, they're full of experienced players. And once they're a goal ahead, they're obviously going to know what to do. But the manager's either not got it in him to, make, to articulate what he wants them to do, or he can't. He can't think of how to change it or to get him to move the ball quicker. It's really interesting how all Will Maltz did with his team was change it around. And the thing he needed to do the most was change it around. And he couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really like, weird. In a foot race, like Di Michaelis against any Belgian player, the Belgian player would beat them, beat Di Michaelis in, in, in a foot race mm. any, any day of the week. Mm. Again, it's it goes just... back to that naivety and not understanding how to exploit the weaknesses. Mm. But it's quite difficult. Argentina were playing quite deep. So to try, which we've seen in the mm. tournament before, and it happened to our own England. Because I would do, try and get in behind with pace is very difficult. Because if I, I mean, that's, that's textbook, isn't it? If I, if yeah. I, were, I mean, look at a Mourinho Inter side, for example. If, right, I'm, yeah. if I'm playing against a team, mm. right, and I'm, you know, I'm not got what it takes to be a fucking top last manager, but if I'm playing against a team who are ponderous mm. moving the ball around, I'll tell my team to get in shape. And Especially if you go a goal up. It's easy. Yeah. It's all easy to do that. that the way you the way you exploit a team like that is by moving the ball quickly from side to side, dragging players out of position, and and then eventually exploiting a gap that you find. And Belgium could have been there for two weeks and not done that. <laughs> the first two or three minutes aside, where they come out the blocks quick, and I thought mm. we're going to have a game on our hands here, that they were just dreadful. Mm. Well, that's it, and, and and so they never looked like doing it, which is why I mean they stuck Van Boyten up front, didn't they? Yes. Why didn't? Why not? Fifteen minutes before, like I say, love Fellaini up there. They actually got a bit of physicality about them yeah. with Fellaini and Lukaku. They weren't going to try and craft their way through. Mm. So at least try and power it through or get a lucky bounce or something. Mm. Mm. It's probably the most disappointing um, performance this, this tournament. I think they are a bit England esque, aren't they? I see what you're saying. Mm. Now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but they're good players, but just really disappointing. Yeah. Well, I mean, but again, we, you know, I'd love to be disappointing. Uh, in the I mean, they've finals. got. Yeah, they've got, <laughs> Belgium have got some way to go before they genuinely make themselves look like the rest of the footballing world 
left them behind. <laughs> but they're on, they're, on the, they're on the right road. <laughs> um, it was nice to see Sabella nearly fall over. When, yeah, he's uh, a funny old character, isn't he? He, d- he looks like he's a young man wearing old person makeup. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> he, also <laughs> looks a, he also looks a bit like Dungeon Master. Jim, yeah. who's, who's that guy in, in uh, the uh, Radioactive Man episode of The Simpsons? Who the little actor, the little bald actor who tries oh, yeah. turns up to try and convince Millhouse to carry on playing the part. Do you remember that one? Oh. He looks a bit like him, ladies I'm and gentlemen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Look that up, ladies and gentlemen. Look that up. Uh, but more red hot football chitter chatter after this damn sexy message. Listeners to the Football Ramble are eligible for a fantastic offer with Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. The easy-to-use drag-and-drop tools, responsive designs and 24-7 customer support teams based in New York and Dublin mean you can create a beautifully designed website for as little as £5 a month. This includes a free domain name when you sign up for a year. Seamless e-commerce solutions mean that your business can be taking money in minutes. So when you sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RAMBLE to get 10% off and show your support for the Football Ramble. No credit card required. Start building your website today. A better web starts with your website. That was a damn sexy message. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Nothing but the sexiest messages. I liked it. Uh, from the football ramble. Well, oh, I, like... I like him. <laughs> what I like about that is when we're actually recording it, we don't actually, um, we don't play it out live. No, so I put it in later. But sexy. we do wait for like three or four seconds as if that helps somehow. <laughs> don't let them behind the curtain. Yeah. You do that all the time. You'd be terrible in theatre. Well, yeah, well, I edit the... <laughs> hey, look, we're changing it's the nice. set, everybody. <laughs> Stop slagging Pete. Well, I like, yeah. well, I'll, well, I'll go edit it and I'll go, I look for the little space in the waveform in the little graphical representation of the of the knots and the this ones. This is destroying it all for something. Yeah. That guy playing a detective, he's not really a detective, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> the butler did it. <laughs> the yeah. butler always does it. Don't ever write a novel. Don't ever. Um, don't ever yeah, well, I might as butler. well tell you on the first page. Yeah. <laughs> It'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Shall we move on to Brazil, Colombia? Are we done with with Argentina? Yeah. Are we done? Uh, well, but, uh, Brazil beat Colombia two um, one. They're through, but at the expense of Neymar. Yeah. Jim, we were watching this together. Yeah, and it was a lovely experience. Something you and I didn't notice, Marcus, was that when James Rodriguez took his penalty, he mm. had like a giant grasshopper on his arm. What Did you was see that, that all about? That was weird. Did you see that? I saw it. Yeah, I saw you, it. I thought, you were, I thought you were genuinely taking the piss then. No, like, no, no. Nobody noticed. Like nobody noticed it, apart from <laughs> apart from the BBC. <laughs> yeah. No, the, no. The pair yeah. of us didn't see it. Oh, right, okay. No, yeah. When he yeah, when he was walking back, that 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 uh, Rodriguez that... didn't seem to notice it. Himself. No, amazing. Well, he went to do the celebration yeah. of kissing his arm with the big praying mantis on it. Ooh, maybe that's what. Maybe it's maybe that's what powers him. Maybe it's a spy drone from Real Madrid going come to Madrid. Gonna bite him and put Real Madrid serum in his veins. Or maybe Barcelona DNA. We hear so much about that. That's right. Comes from a giant yeah. locust. I was speaking of bites, have you seen some fans had the bite marks, like Suarez bite marks, tattooed onto his shoulder? Oh, oh my god! god. I saw that. I saw that. Pinilla, yeah, yeah, that was really odd. Pinilla had a uh, tattoo of, of well, the, him goal, yeah. hitting the bar. Incredible. What? Tattooed yeah. on it. Well, well, surely that you'd forget, want to forget that. Yeah. You? yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh, that was that's a pinnacle of my career. That, that was nearly my finest hour. <laughs> hitting the bar is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's satisfying. It's which is why I maintain that you should get half a goal for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Nice one, Pete. Nice one. Um, yeah, Sorry, Z- nobody heard it. I heard it. It's fine. You know? Um, um, Zuniga need him in the back, and obviously Neymar's out. Did, 
Was it a bit of an innocuous one, or did he mean to, to do him? Well, it was a tasty think, game, wasn't it? I think I think he probably knew what he was doing, given given the nature of the game and the way it went, and how many how the players were clearly targeting Neymar and Rodrigo. I don't think he's meant to hurt him. I think he's no, probably thought. I think well, it's a deliberate foul, but yeah. not with the intention of obviously because keeping it, him out of the world. Because Cup. it didn't look like a, a particularly meaty. No, one. he when, said, "I'll go throw him. If I get yellow, I get yellow." Yeah, you know. But when but when Neymar was was stretched off, and you saw that um, uh, almost not bird's eye, but the the upper angle the crane from, view, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the crane view of the camera he just looked like a soldier being taken off yeah. the battlefield didn't he <laughs> yeah, yeah it, but he it, looked devastated yeah. emotionally didn't he That's you what said you to and me I Jim, said, like, you just yeah. said his World Cup's over shortly I, hadn't, I, I generally thought when he first went down I was like come on Let's not be silly now. But this, and is, the, but this then, is the trouble, though, isn't it? Because of all the diving, uh, because yeah. of the, 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 the faking and all the rest of it, which we said at the time of... Um, uh, uh, the, oh bloody hell! The lad um, who got who had the heart attack at White Hart Lane. Oh yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, Fabrice Mwamba. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Mwamba. Yeah, like like players have you know you quit the play acting, so we can see the genuine case. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mwamba one was in. But the referee's got to take some responsibility for it because the referee had actually refereed the game properly and pulled out cards. Well, that were supposed to be pulled yeah. out. I said we this would... is the thing. So remember when World Cup 2010 final, where mm. everyone had a pop at Howard Webb for bringing these cards out. Well, that was exactly the same type of game. If you hadn't yeah. brought the cards out, yeah. people would have thought they had carte blanche and they would and people could have got injured. Yeah. That, that name I chose wouldn't have happened. I think part no, of it I is agree the, with that the, um, the, the cards get wiped after now, don't they? So it, in both games we saw it, people were thinking, well, I've got a free one here. <laughs> yeah, well, Referees didn't get the memo. Well, no, he did. I mean, the, the media in Brazil were quite angry at the treatment Neymar got one headline saying, the Spanish referee, son of a massive bitch, the mother who bore you. <laughs> Right. Awful, massive well, bitch. Given that Fernandinho, no Fernandinho that. and Paulinho were basically given a mum. I know when it's clearly not her fault. Fernandinho and Paulinho were like the two fucking hitmen in Fargo yeah. on Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Just non-stop well, stuck yeah. to him. Rodriguez was fouled six six times, whereas Neymar was fouled four. Mm. Um, I mean, Brazil registered thirty-one fouls in that game, the most they've fouled in a, in a single match in the World Cup since records began in nineteen sixty-six. Brazil have been doing that for a while, though. Bra- yeah, but like Brazil have been doing it for years. <laughs> this is it. And Brazil have conceded less goals, I think, at the World Cups. Um, in in the last sort of twenty odd years than than Italy and Germany, do you know mm. what I mean? That that whole kind of uh, you know, and Tim Vickery said this enough times on the BBC. The whole kind of samba thing, we, it was left away back in nineteen eighty two. Like the West Ham way, yeah, yeah, the West Ham way. They've had some great players who have showed some some brilliant moments. We mm. saw in two thousand and two, um, and in ninety four with Romario. But yeah, they, they are like I said before, a big dirty bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it's, it's, it's basically um, to be cynical about it, but I think there's a bit of truth in it. Is that you're such big business now, football, and if you th- when you think of all the advertising campaigns and all the all the players that are involved in these endorsements and stuff, you wonder whether FIFA have said to the referees, "Let the game flow," which they have done. Yeah, have you yeah. wonder whether the motivation for that is because they don't want to see big players not playing big games? Well, that's yeah. it. That's it. They don't want players. They don't want big players getting suspended. The irony being now that Neymar's going to miss the two biggest games of the yeah, World Cup. Yeah. Di Maria as well, uh, and so is Di Maria because of the injuries and still because the referees haven't controlled. The was game Durian, Fred Di- will play every match though? So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Fred, Fred looks like an uh, Fred looks like um, an undercover uh, FBI agent <laughs> been sent to play football in Brazil. Lots yeah. of like twenty one jumps like, across yeah, the like a multi ethnic yeah. gang. Yeah. Yeah. Had that moustache. Sort of Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but referees were told to use red and yellow cards as a last resort and let the game f- flow before the tournament. I remember in France '98 in the group stage that the refereeing was was of an excellent standard, and for some and everyone was uh, unanimous on that. And for some reason, old Sepp backwards a little bit. Yeah, yeah old Sepp said, mm, 
not happy with this. I think we should have a few more cards here and there. And in the knockout round, like people are getting booked for absolutely nothing. Mm. So it's, it can be a strange one, but the referees are, are just following suit. But I'm sure... But how, actually, do, how do you pull back from... If you're a referee, in week in, week out, that's your job, you know what a red card looks like, you know what a yellow card looks like. How can you instinctively sort of go, that would usually be a red card, but I've got to be a little bit more lenient? Well, that's a ridiculous thing to I, ask a referee to do. Sure, the, the rules are across the game, but, but you know you know as well as I do that a referee at a lower level of football will not bring out his cards as much as at the top level. And also, a, a, an English ref playing... But this a, is the World referee. Cup, Marcus. No, no, no. should be at the top level. This is the top well, level if, of referee. If you let me finish, I'll, I'll say. No. If an, English, Red an English referee in the Premier League, he might not see something that's a yellow card that a Spanish referee might. So when they t- pick the cream of the crop, Howard Webb and the boys, and they go and, and they are briefed quite heavily, I would have thought, before the World Cup, they will say, this is how we're doing it, this is what's going on, if you do not follow suit, you will be taken off, you will not get the latter stages, because remember, the referees, it's a World Cup for them as well, they mm. want to referee It's the no different stages. to asking a player to do a tactically different job, it's exactly. flexible. Mm. Yeah. We, we're, 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 we're all well uh, used to the notion of an, uh, what is a, a yellow card in the Premier League, Isn't it's probably a red card in the Champions League sometimes, mm-hmm. it's just the way it goes. I, I think that... Uh, Thiago Silva was the one who got a yellow card for... for (laughs) Well, Rodriguez got a yellow as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Rodriguez was, I mean... People, I thought people overrated his performance a little bit. I thought he had a bit of eye catching moment here and there, but I thought it was probably his, his it's hard for him. Very hard. Oh, it him. was. Yeah, it was, his, yeah. it was his weakest game. But he was playing against his toughest opposition. He was getting kicked around a lot. And he said um, when he got booked, he had a classic number ten tackle, trapped back for ages, and put a late tackle in. <laughs> you should be doing that, mate. Yeah. That's not your forte. <laughs> yeah. And then, but when he got booked, he just sort of laughed and went, "Oh, one, two, three, four. How many times I've been fouled? Well, that's fine, but that's not. Yeah. That's that not doesn't mean you shouldn't account. be booked. Yeah. It's not. It's you can understand his frustration. Of course, but he should I... be frustrated. Of course, he should. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I think that um, the, the refereeing this tournament was always going to be a bit more lenient because it's in Brazil and FIFA know how Brazil play and they know how other South American teams play and that's why that will be one of the big reasons why they've been a bit lenient. Well, then, well while the... Neymar's on the floor saying that he can't feel his legs, which mm. is what yeah, he said, yeah, he said yeah. he could feel his legs. Well, you know, that's that's your FIFA feeling, isn't it? You've, well, ne- you you've nearly, you know, paralysed your own star well, because you got. Away with it. Well, it's no, strange, isn't it, it, that we're saying that the refereeing is too lenient and FIFA have buggered up there as well, but they effectively have. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any not. stick, mate. Any, <laughs> any stick to beat them with. <laughs> um, but Thiago Silva's out, he'll be suspended. So that's a huge loss. We were saying this when we were watching the game. Mm. Thiago Silva and Neymar. That was a that, silly yellow as well. That's the two important, um, you know, the two most important parts of the two most important areas of their pitch. That's, but how that's stupid huge. was that yellow as well? The yeah. funny thing was, if he tried to say, no, 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 I just ran into him, well, you soon quickly put the ball in the net. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think that um, it was a silly one on, on many levels, not not least because it was still a very well-poised game at that point. Mm. There was time to play, and if he had got a yellow for a genuine, oh, I have to take a yellow here, he'd have been off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think he'd have been off, you're not sure with that referee, but you know what I mean. There comes a time in, in a game every so often where for a central defender where he has to take one for the team, he has yeah. to take a yellow. And the point being, if you're already on a yellow for something completely stupid, then it's a really poor decision to make. Yeah. And, it's, and it's going to be a bigger loss than I think a lot of people are even saying, because not only because Thiago Silva's arguably the greatest defender in the world, but also because of the way David Luiz plays. Yeah. Thiago Silva Controls knows that chaos. he has to play alongside him in a certain way, because of course David Luiz gets a lot of stick when he shouldn't, because David Luiz uses the ball a lot more effectively, so he relieves the pressure on his team mm. that people don't pick up on, uh, because they think he's mad hair and he goes running around all the time. But... 
it's, it's true though because if you're mm. if you're David Luiz and you can pick a pass you relieve the pressure on your team to such an extent yeah. compared to a centre back who just boots it out English people like defenders just boot it into the crowd mm. and get rid of it if in doubt kick it out uh, but David Luiz is the opposite to that but Thiago Silva compliments him very nicely mm-hmm. yeah. and you wonder whether Dante who will probably come in won't yeah, you yeah I thought so um, it's going to be able to do a job as, as proficiently as that. Yeah, well, it may be that Luis is, is shackled. And he's been massive for them in a creative and attacking sense yeah. as well. So that's, that's, that's another negative. Oh, oh, unbelievable. That's one of the moments for the World Cup. You can argue the keeper's position was poor and he's beaten by a 30 odd yard strike, whatever it was. Side foot. Yeah, like a side foot. Apparently, apparently um, he said that Frank Lampard taught him that technique so again the world you're welcome <laughs> I, I thought I, w- I didn't hear that but I would have thought it came from Drogba well Drogba's one for a yeah. side foot isn't he I, it, it's, it's that power from that fra- it's amazing. side of your foot anyone I, I completely implore anyone yep. to go onto a local park pitch <laughs> which is smaller anyway get pace out 35 yards or whatever it was yeah. and try and side foot it in just try and get it in without a keeper without a bounce yeah. and <laughs> let alone a wall and a keeper <laughs> Yeah, but not trying to curl it in, like opening your foot mm. and sticking it into um, into the uh, into the corner is there? Just <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> with all dropped. that, with all that pressure as well, all that heat, all of those gigantic grasshoppers swirling yeah. around, yeah. plaguing I mean, the stadium. Terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. The, th- the thing that surprised me, I was, I was watching it with a, a lot of Brazilian people for some reason. I, I don't know why. <laughs> but you uh, wake I up in some strange places. I do. Um, and, but every time, area. but every time, like they did that uh, that creepy thing where they show like um, a, a pretty girl in the audience. Oh, yeah, uh, in the crowd and stuff, <laughs> Perf Cam. Um, everybody's going, Way! And I was like, is that a Brazilian thing? Apparently it is. Oh, okay. Ole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, it probably will be Dante and, and Luis at the centre of the defence. Luis can play a disciplined defensive role, as we saw in the Champions League final against Bayern, for example. I know it was a couple of years ago, but still. Yeah. And and he'll be well aware that he needs to step up. But I think he can I think he can do that. I mean, he... Seems up for it anyway. Well, him and Cahill <laughs> were at the centre of that Chelsea defence when they did that Dante is also I mean two players have played in Champions League finals yeah, so they're, oh, yeah, they're, they're used yeah. to it but but I know what you mean it's weird even having said all that he's still a bit well uh, Dante's a good now. defender uh, no one's saying he's not he's, he's not Thiago he's, he's played at the sharp end I've seen him play in the Champions League final before and he's gave away well. stupid largely he's done well but, yeah. but I was going to say um, yeah of course he has but you're chucking someone in the semi-final of a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more, big, it's it's more about moment. the change, isn't it, than the quality of the person coming in. Yeah, it's indeed. disrupting that, that uh, True, but uh, Yeah, but he's got a week to prepare or, or uh, how long. It's not like he's a sub in the 10th minute, Thiago Silva's injured and he's, he's gone straight in. So, yeah. you know. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be a real shame. It'd be a real decision to make. Um, for, oh, I suppose, obviously, he'll just put Silva back in. But if Dante has a game of his life in the season, yeah. Silva's back from suspension. True. <laughs> yeah. True. I, I, he'll obviously just put Silva but then, back in. But then I suppose you could say to Dante, right, well, you've, you've got a, a booking in you. So you use that. Yeah. I don't know if Luis is on a booking or not. Rotate the fouls. That's what Brazil were doing. Yeah. It, was, it was like a Sam Allardyce team. They're rotating the fouls around in midfield. Oh, it was very serial, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Rodriguez <laughs> would pick up the ball in midfield. Someone would take a hit. Yeah. Someone would hit him, and then the next person would hit him, and yep. the next person, and it would go back round again. And, they, and you'd never get a booking because... That's, that, that's because, classic Italian yeah, sort of exactly, defending type exactly. stuff, isn't it? It's your turn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a shame for for Rodriguez and Colombia. They've been absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm glad he scored. And his penalty up, was gutsy. Up to up to six goals, isn't he? Yeah, he's got two assists as well, which I think on count back, if everyone else has got six, it goes to assist. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't do that. No, I don't no. think so. It should yeah. be done by minutage. Um, Mykon started ahead of Danny Alves. Yeah, interesting. That's a strange one. Well, he's obviously wanted to tighten up the defence a bit, so yeah. I would imagine that would, would be the same again. Can we have more bombing on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see when um, <laughs> you see when David Luiz and Danny Alves were consoling um, 
uh, Rodriguez at the end of the game. Yeah. And someone on the BBC went, well, he wouldn't be doing that if Columbia had won. Obviously well, not. He wouldn't be crying if Columbia yeah. had won, would yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be going around with your arm around him going, oh, he undone us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, what a yeah. stupidly classless thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, Jim, I know. Well, um, what will Scolari do? Oh, Hernandez came on at the end. Nice yeah, to see did, him. Yeah. Nice Interesting uh, haircut. I don't know how to feel about it. There's a slight Diego sort of Simeone feel to his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think we're going to have instead of uh, Neymar? Well, do you think Oscar will go for, further forward? Uh, well, this is it. Will Scolari go for a He's used Bernard, even, isn't he? Bernard a bit off the bench, The he? winger. Yeah. Yeah, little Bernard. Will he go for a very destructive midfield against Germany? Because Luis Gustavo mm. will be back. So you'd imagine Gustavo, he'll Gustavo, Paulinho... And Fernandinho. Do you know what I mean? Kicking <laughs> lumps out of everything. Right. We've got to get to the final. <laughs> right. It's going to be some casual. Closer is not breaking Ronaldo's record. <laughs> <laughs> Dante. Yeah. You've got your book in. Well, yeah. Mike, Use it wisely. I'll yeah. tell you what, though. Th- those German lads, they have uh, they should go into some serious weight training this week because th- they are going to take some treatment. Well, I think he might. I, I automatically assumed. I mean, you made me think twice now, but I automatically assumed that he will put Bernard out wide and bring Oscar into the middle. Behind Fred, I'd yeah. have thought he'd bring Oscar in the middle, which is what they did in the Confederations Cup last time, which gave them um, probably a bit more balance, which is why I said earlier on in the tournament, will he stick Neymar more out wide hmm. and, and do that? Because actually, that's what they did in that, in that particular tournament, which worked very well. They played some good stuff last summer. Um, but I'd imagine Oscar would come into the centre. He's got William he could use as well. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, my goodness, what an engine he's got. Oscar's on. better in the centre. William would make a lot more sense, actually, yeah. given that engine. But then, you know, Ramirez and Hernanes, that he, he, he could deploy them as well somewhere. You could keep Oscar out wide and put Hernanes in there, who's a slightly more cultured player than, than what they've um, been deploying so far. But I would have thought, you're right, like, I would have thought it was Gustavo, Fernandinho, and, uh, and Oscar in the middle, mm. which, which would be to the benefit, I know. He's not had a great World Cup, but to the, be the benefit of Fred, who who played well last summer and got some goals, and who knows, like that Brazilian side will now think to themselves, right, boys, we've all got to step up now yeah. because they've been looking for Neymar mm. every time they get the ball. That's their plan. And actually, Neymar, you know, he's not scored in the last couple of games. He's had a brilliant World Cup, don't get me wrong, mm. but he's not scored in the last couple of games, and he's he didn't provide too much magic against Colombia. No. So, um, so I think I think it'd be very interesting. But I think I think I, I would expect Germany to win that game. But then Brazil will be very, very difficult to beat, yeah. whatever happens. It's brilliant now. I mean, I know it's, it is, it's pretty obvious uh, who the semi-finalists are. There have been no major shocks, really. I suppose Costa Rica the closest thing we've had to. But it's so, it's still, you still can't pick a winner. Well, you might, By you the might, semis, it's so tight. Yeah, no one's really stamped their authority down. No. You, you, you wonder where Brazil would have, like you just, you just alluded to, like a Ewing theory type thing, where the star player goes and the other players all step up and fill mm, the yeah. gap, and it actually become better. Yeah. So it could happen. I mean, Brazil, Germany have, have, have shown, though, that they're just, they're just not for turning, are they? They, they, they just mm. mean business. They've broken the record <laughs> to get to the semi-final again. Yeah. They're uh, fed up of not winning the World Cup. Yeah, well, and that's dangerous. <laughs> people, people who have been ultra critical of, of Germany are saying, Look, yeah. Yeah, "Fair enough, they've not really got over the final hurdle." So, and, and now is the time they need to do it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the glorious thing is, you could have a Brazil-Argentina final. Those two obviously hate each other, and that would be absolutely wonderful. But a Germany-Netherlands final, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, let's be vying to be the first team to win a World Cup in South America to add even more spice. Yeah, to it. those mm-hmm. two hate each other. Team. Well, I wanted a Germany-Netherlands um, final last time round in 2010, but obviously it was it was. It was good. You know, Spain won it the first time, and they were the best team in the world. Yeah, but but you know Germany and Netherlands is such a big derby that such a <laughs> yeah. big game. and it can only be better than the last um, World Cup final we had. I suppose <laughs> yeah, quality wise. But Argentina and and Netherlands, it, it's it's Argentina. We say growing into the tournament, they just look so hard to beat. Yeah, 
and they could pick Holland off. But then the Dutch... The Dutch have always got an air about them. They fall just short. Mm. Yeah. And we said, we touched on whether they had maybe peaked a little bit early. They didn't, they didn't do what they should have done against Costa Rica. They should have swatted Costa Rica aside. They really should have. But it's, it's, a, different, it's a different type of game against Argentina. Yeah. And they're in with Robin and Van Persie, but more so Robin. They have a player who can genuinely attack that, that Argentina backline, and they've not been attacked the whole tournament. Yeah. And that's why I was like, Hazard, have a go. You know, d- run at them. Um, get a high ball and there's something and that Argentina backline have had a, a fairly straightforward time obviously it's not easy keeping clean sheets in quarterfinals of World Cup but, but with Robin they've got a real chance the Dutch Jim you were going to say something uh, yeah I was going to say about you know Holland having this thing about not being able to get over the final hurdle but this generation of German players has that as well so it's, it's almost a battle of that neurosis it's going <laughs> yeah. to be really interesting well, when you say the Dutch had the <laughs> final hurdle I mean they were at the final last time that is the final yeah, hurdle well, yeah. <laughs> very much the final hurdle well we're talking about semi-finals though so actually uh, they know how to win a semi-final but my point they're is we're talking about a hypothetical yeah, final oh, I see. My, point, my point well my point is more of a broad one which is that uh, <laughs> as Dutch people probably know all too well the Netherlands at some point will f- fuck it up <laughs> And it might be in the semi, and it might be in the final. I hope they don't, because I'd love to see them win it. Yeah. So, it's a, ba- it's, so it's a battle of neuroses, like James said. Yeah. Like 11 Woody Allens yeah. against 11 Woody Allens. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God, I just can't concentrate on these penalties. <laughs> um, that was a passable Woody Allen, I have to say. Oh, yeah. There are sexy kids in the audience, oh, I can't concentrate. I like him. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like him. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, two incredible semi-finals um, to come, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. Two cup. Um, uh, any more for any more before we get some correspondence? I've got a little bit of correspondence here. Do you want uh, that? Mm. Well, that, I said up. before correspondence, so the answer is no. <laughs> now we can go to the correspondence. It's only a quick one. Yep. It's just a quick one. Just a quick one. Just a quick, just a quick one. Don't, st- don't, take, uh, don't take your coat off. No. It's just a quick just one. Just a quick one. Yeah. Um, the question this week via Barca Jim, who's a long term list- listener to the show. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah. Thanks for getting involved because I couldn't be asked to think of one. It's just a quick one. A, in the spirit of. <laughs> In the spirit of Louis van Gaal, if you could make one ridiculous managerial decision during a game, what would it be? <laughs> mm. uh, Edward Rose on Twitter says, assuming Argentina get to the final, I'll take Messi off after one minute. <laughs> get under the opposition's skin, they'd be baffled. Yeah, <laughs> um, Nick McGuigan, one for you here, Marcus. Play Gerard and Lampard in the centre with skulls out on the left. Yes. <laughs> Always works. Always works. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, Paul Tierney. I take a player off without replacing him after 10 minutes because everyone knows it's harder to play against 10 men. <laughs> well, and, and, then, and then put the sub on subtly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, at yeah, the end yeah. of the game. I you wonder if you pop, could do that. Pop up. Um, I, yeah, do you, can you, do you I'm making a sub. I don't want to bring one. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that yet. Yeah, yeah do, you want to, do you want to give it like ten minutes until possibly you're like the, the other team are under the cosh maybe, and then bring that one and really overload yeah. the. That'd yeah. be brilliant. That's another Tim Krull kind of manoeuvre, isn't it? Yeah. Why are you doing that? That's something never been done before. Uh, Matt Schwartz says I would take off Aiden Hazard and replace him with Nasser Chadley in the final minutes of a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Plen- plenty of opportunity for, for the listeners to tweet in, and they didn't disappoint us with. I'd put Roger Johnson on with a beer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put, uh, if, if, if England were just about to go out of uh, Euro 2000 and they need a goal from somewhere, put on Gareth Southgate. Might as well. Which is mm. what Keggy did, if he you remember. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would instruct all my players to take their pants and shorts off. Okay. And that would throw the other team off. No, no, it, take your pants card. off, but then put your shorts back on. And they'd be like, why are they all playing without any underwear? What about mm. what? But they're not, that's not a red card, though, is it? 
don't think so. I don't it's know. It's a yellow. Because you, if you take your shirt off, it's yellow, isn't it? So no, but not, not be, shirt though. Can I be removing removing apparel? Isn't it? Isn't that the rule? Yeah. Isn't that the way they say it? Removing <laughs> can apparel. I, can I level with you, Pete? I've not thought it through. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? Um, well, I used to welcome play... the uh, <laughs> uh, welcome the uh, Sunday League. Uh, the start of the Sunday League season. Yeah. Well, I, will, ultimate... I will be testing that out. Yeah. The old Sunday team I used to play for. My brother played for us as well. And <laughs> we were winning quite handsomely in some game. The ball's up the other end of the pitch. And he tried quickly to swap his, his top with the goalkeeper's top and <laughs> just like carry on, see if anybody was known. But annoyingly, the guy who was like our uh, kind of assistant manager, feel like, was like, What are you lads doing? What, what are you doing? And it c- caused everybody to turn around and there was a bit of attention that didn't do it. Oh, How amazing that, would that, that have been? Great. great. <laughs> what I would do is I would, um, if my team went 1 0 up, I would instruct my players to just repeatedly dive and dive and dive and dive <laughs> to win a penalty. Then when it came, when the ref blew the whistle to take the penalty, just go and sit down. <laughs> just wait out the rest of the game. <laughs> well, just go, no, just don't dive. take yeah. it. No it one, di- none of the other dive. team can touch it. Everyone just leave it. Run do that the clock thing down. where you, you know, you know, you grab yourself like a little burp in your throat to to do a burp at a later, later date. What the fuck? At a later date. You know, oh, I'll say that for Tuesday. You keep burping in throat for over twenty-four hours, like a burpy hamster, just keeping them in your chest. Wait, so I got. And then you can do a burp. And later, less than a second. Yeah. All right. I'll keep that for Friday the 13th. It's in there. It's in there. Dispatch. Stop doing this. Right, so you could keep one, and then when the referee blew the whistle, 11 players just burp at the same time. What's the achievement there, then? What's the point of that? Well, it's one of those Xbox achievements that don't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah, experience. You, you have burped with 20 the, XP. With the, with the refusing to take a penalty thing, would there be a bit of a, uh, well, you can't, you can't send us all off. So who's, who's the I referee wonder, in the yeah. book? Probably not striker. It, yeah. So you'd get like your worst player to take it as well. And everyone would go, oh, this seems a bit strange. And then it would get increasingly weirder. He's not taken it. I'd get my goalkeeper to take corners. Nice, that, like, mm. like on FIFA. Which but you know when they say, I'll oh, send the keeper up? Get the keeper to take to the corner so you get an extra man who's an used to trying to play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Also, yeah. you should have the goalkeeper try and score from every corner. Yeah. What, how close do you reckon we are? Because in um, an ice hockey, they take the keeper off quite regularly, I believe, when right. they look at tra- chasing a goal. Um, I can imagine Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola doing that at some point. Like, like five minutes in, just taking the keeper off. <laughs> have you not got to have a keeper on, though? Do you have to? I think so. Oh, I hope you don't. Oh, maybe you don't. Actually. There was a game. Was that being nominated? Well, it was a game in France a few years ago where they, their keeper was what was he now? He was suspended, and as a protest, they played the game with eleven outfield players. They just got absolutely. Yeah, beat. <laughs> yeah. It was, on, it was on one of those videos like Danny Baker or Nick right. Hancock. Well, you didn't. Like know, so they didn't actually get someone on the line. They just sort of played with eleven outfield players. And yeah, but, so, but like defenders were sort of covering the line. But obviously the Top players th- were just going through and hammering it. There was a there was a part of like those players that must have thought, or part of the uh, manager's brain that thought. This might work, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be seen as a genius. Yeah, I know, I'm a pro- I know this is a protest, but, you know. Top yeah. three um, celebrities go. that have endorsed football videos that have been shit. Danny Baker. Hey, come on, own goals and gas. <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah, but, but, Let at, me the, finish but the at the list. time, though, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. At Nick the time. Hancock yeah. and Bob Mills. They all used yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, never, yeah. Yeah. That was your, you're making the VHS of football gaffes, who are you going to call? Why did yeah. they never get all three in the same room for a, for a video? Too many gaffes. You use up all your gaffes. Because it's the same bloke working all three of them. Yeah. It's like they used to say in Hollywood in the 80s if you can't afford Ted Danson, get Steve Gutenberg in. Yeah. It's the same. If you can't afford well, Danny and, Baker, get Hancock. If you can't and, afford Hancock, get Mills. And in Three yeah. Men and a Little Lady, my goodness. Or Three Men and a Baby, that was uh, when they got the both. Both of them, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not both a ghost in that, famously. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jim. There's a cut that's out. Right. 
Mm. Indeed. Any, that's it, isn't it? We're done. Mm. Excellent we're done, stuff. Yeah. I, think, I think we were done some time <laughs> ago. <laughs> oh, we're sure on. <laughs> Have you not stopped the recording? <laughs> 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 um, there you are, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back uh, at the end of the week to um, do review the, semis. the semi-finals. And then, Super. And then obviously after Big the pair of semis. In the Big pair Sh- shall we do this semis. on air? What day is this? Because I've got a terrible record of being busy. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll it, work it out. It'll right, be we'll the end of the working week. Best okay. ones have been about you anyway, so... Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm at Stag Do, in, I'm in Talon from Friday, so... Oh, my there you go. giddy aunt. Mm. Watch out, lock up, lock up your daughters and sons. Lock up yourselves. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's coming to town. Um, say goodbye, Pete. <laughs> say goodbye, Luke. <laughs> goodbye. Say goodbye, <laughs> Burp. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> Type in flavour, flavour. Let's do height. a fucking ramble. Right, Fuck it. Got nothing else to fucking do. It I didn't know. I just thought he was tall and you disagreed, so we've settled on me being wrong. Which should be you sated, quite frankly. Yeah, which is what you wanted, so fucking get on with it. Get like you were a damn dirty. Go fuck yourself. She said. There's a good lyric of that song. You could slip my throat. Oh, there you go. And with my last gasping breath, I'd apologise for bleeding on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan Emo. of Green Day... If you're a fan of Taking Back Sunday... Pete, do yeah. your Green Day voice over. If you're a fan of Green Day... <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat the original. <laughs> the original and best. Yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.